0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 10. Verse 23, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it is for those who have riches to enter into God's kingdom. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus answered again, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter into God's kingdom. It is easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into God's kingdom. Now, the common interpretation of this passage is to somehow allude if you will, to the idea that because one has riches, that they are somehow less allowed into the kingdom of God. But that's actually incorrect. Because the truth is that with those riches, one is truly less likely to seek after God's kingdom. It's not that the door has closed on him. It's just that he's not so well intent on opening that door. It's not that it cannot be done, that you cannot get into the kingdom of God with riches, it's just that it's highly unlikely. You see, with earthly riches, comes an inevitable false security and a self-satisfied mentality. Now, I think it's also important, I might note here, that we don't want to confuse the phrase kingdom of God as in reference to merely the heavenly afterlife. The kingdom of God is not something we're waiting for, gang. It's something that is here today into which we may enter and live today. Now, one common claim on this passage is that this eye of the needle, if you will, is in reference to what we know was a small gate in the walls of Jerusalem, and it was used for security purposes. You see, the enemy, could not storm the city through that gate because it was so small. A camel had to pass through on its knees in order to uh, to get in, in order to enter. So it was a, an issue of security. But uh, while we've tried to lean on that in many cases, many people have tried to lean on that story. The problem with it is that that gate did not exist for several years after Jesus made this statement. So no gang Jesus meant a real needle now he may have been somewhat facetious no doubt but he was still very serious verse 26 and they the apostles said they were exceedingly astonished saying to him then who can be saved and Jesus looked at them saying with men it is impossible but not with God for all things are possible with God So please note that Jesus didn't say it was impossible, okay? He just said it was very, very unlikely. But then again, salvation and redemption and peace is impossible with men also, but not with God, and that is his point herein. The apostles, however, were surprised at all of this, as it ran directly contrary to the teachings of the religious leaders of their time. Because you see, what they were used to was the Pharisee's position that taught that a person's material wealth was in direct proportion to his spirituality. Well, gee, doesn't that sound familiar? I guess, you know, it was Solomon who once said, there's nothing new under the sun, and even these ideas that we live with today, obviously then, we're not born on the past decade or so. but existed even back then now certainly this idea that a person's material wealth is in direct proportion to his spirituality that idea that that's handy if you're a wealthy religious leader right there's an old quote it says this money can buy a bed but not sleep it can buy food but not an appetite medicine but not health a house but not a home a diamond but not love and no matter how we may try it will never buy peace in order to be a disciple of Jesus Christ we must be more than just willing to give up everything we must actually do it now take a deep breath here that's giving it up to God not to the church We're not passing a plate here. But it does change our perspective. Because like Peter, we're apt to wonder about what we're doing and how we're living. So is Jesus here in promoting some sort of extreme, austere lifestyle? You know, a living that would maybe compare to the Gnostics of his day, those who would relinquish all earthly possessions and material gain? I mean, is he Want us to go live in a refrigerator box in the alley or something? And Peter began to tell him, Behold, we have left all and have followed you. And Jesus said, Most certainly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and for the sake of the good news. now, Peter suddenly wonders about himself herein. He thinks about the sacrifices that he has made. And one cannot help but believe that Peter thought maybe he was going to gain something along the way in this journey with Jesus. Something monetary, maybe. Something materialistic, something concrete. So now hearing all of this, Peter is a little worried. Jesus took the opportunity to clarify his position on the matter, and he wasn't here in contradicting himself. He was simply saying that you cannot give more than God. I mean, we again have further evidence that this kingdom to which Jesus is referring to here is not waiting for us at the end of the earthly life, but rather this is a reward that is waiting for us right now in this life malachi three ten says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me now in this said yahweh if i will not be open if i will not open you the windows of heaven pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough for wow you just can't nor the impact of the words that Jesus is speaking here. So many of us are apt to make decisions in our lives based on financial well-being instead of where God really wants us to be and what he wants us to do and how he and where he wants us to serve. Maybe we need to be reminded that our well-being on this earth is ultimately and always in the hands of God, no matter our own efforts and no matter our own defenses. That does not release us from the call to work and nor the call to provide, but it does prioritize, if you will, our decision process and the motivations behind it. Because this whole thing is not just a matter of making a buck, but where the buck ultimately stops. And that's with Christ. Many disciples can openly say amen to such a promise. But other folks, well, they can quickly forget this passage even exists. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.